0: Our theme this week, redemption scene. Movies that are just okay and might otherwise be unremarkable, but for a single scene. This week I've selected the 2015 action thriller Sicario. Now honestly I really like this film, so to say that it was saved by a single scene uh, is a bit of a stretch. Uh, To a certain extent I just wanted an excuse to re-watch this film and, and talk about it with Chris. That said, there is a single scene that sticks out to me and is the reason I return to this movie so often. Uh, so let's get into it. I'm really looking forward to the discussion. Can't wait to hear Chris's take on this film. This week on Movies Will Save the World, Sicario. will save the world uh this week our film is sicario it uh hits the theme of redemption scene uh which is a stupid pun uh based on the bob marley song redemption song but i will give credit to my (laughs) lovely wife who came up with that idea which (laughs) she now has official credit anyway my name is glenn cooper thank you so much
1: hi i'm chris peterson
0: well chris this i chose this movie um i'm super interested to hear you know what you thought about it. I know we both actually really like this movie. Um, not to you know spoil it, but <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious, Glenn, um, because yes, this is a brilliant movie, but there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot going on in here. Uh, why did you pick mm-hmm. this um, as our subject this this time?
0: Yeah, I mean, selfishly, I really just wanted to rewatch this movie and thought this would be a good excuse to do it. Sure. Um, honestly, like you know, there is a, a sequence and 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 scene. I might be stretching the definition of scene a little bit because it's more of a a sequence for me um, that just checks so many boxes for me that I love. Um, in movies, especially movies of this type, the sort of like action thriller yeah. and, and I would say mo- modern action thriller. This isn't sort of your eighties and nineties kind of action movie. I think it's a little bit smarter. It's a little bit more accurate, etc. cetera. So, you know, there's a sequence in here that I actually rewatched quite a bit. And part of my reason for wanting to talk about it today is that I rewatched that little bit so much that I haven't watched the movie from beginning to end in a while and, and kind of wanted to come back
1: to the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, the movie hits the ground running in the sense that there's basically no setup. I mean, we we find that there's this <laughs> crew, and they are going to, um, you know, obviously invade this house. And then we kind of figure out, you know, as the scene plays out, what exactly they're doing there and what that is all right. about. Um, and you're already, like, hooked. You already want to know what's yeah. going to happen, you know, and who are these people, right. and what do they want, and... Um and then immediately takes like this this left turn and you're like, mm-hmm. Whoa, okay. Um I mean that was that 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 is, is about as good a filmmaking and kind of an action thriller that I think you can do. Like you're not I like it that um Denny Villeneuve, um I think in the hands of a lesser director, this would have been a bunch of like um set up and we'd have to like know the back story and all that. But he you know he gives us the credit as the audience to be intelligent enough to to give it time to develop at a good pace. Absolutely. I I think yeah
0: oh for sure. I I think this movie dumps the audience in the deep end and knows that we're gonna be able to swim like right off the bat. right? Right. Like and this I think plays out throughout the movie. Like there are so many choices that the actors make, there's so many little things in the dialogue where it just goes unexplained and lets you, the audience, it, it respects the audience enough to know that, you know, just because I don't know what an acronym means, doesn't mean I'm going to pick up the context or what or, not. Or whatnot. You yeah.
1: Know? You know, and, um, and we experience and yeah. it through um, just the same as um, Emily Blunt's character, Kate um, right. Macer does, because she is also, right. this is this is, you know, unfolding before her, um, and she mm-hmm. doesn't half the time know what's going on, um, and just you know, no. so she's our point of view. I mean, for the for most of this movie,
0: it, exactly, and and there are so many. I, I had some of those same feelings. Like, there, she's the proxy for the audience, right? And and the movie, I think, does a really good job of making her a passenger on this story and by proxy us as the observers in that same, like I'm not in control here. I'm just along for the ride. And, and I think the movie does that super, super well um, kind of throughout. Um, and it's sort of disorienting or, you know, it's the same thing, right? It doesn't need to explain everything because everything isn't being explained to her. She has stepped into a world just as we, the audience have stepped into this world, and we are sort of passive observers to it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, so much of, I mean, you really have to, you really do need to watch this movie several times, because in, yeah, you know, I'm coming back to this movie, actually, several years of, you know, since I saw it the first time, um, and there's just all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff I did not pick up on, um, that mm. was told visually. I mean, you, 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 you yeah. have these little parts where you're like, Okay, that's why that's there. At the time, it's you know, right. but, but the, you know, the director again, he's 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 giving you this bits of foreshadowing that, of course, you know, mm-hmm. does pan out at the end. I mean, it's it's an yeah. unusual structure for a rom com like this, but it does work. So that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, you know, the the it's the not your traditional one. Between-
0: yeah. <laughs> between okay so i'm sorry i i i may have missed this when i watched huh, it but yeah is the is, is the relationship between uh emily blunt and benicio del toro because that's sort of a father-daughter thing yeah I think definitely
1: yeah we get that right is
0: it is it josh brolin he's kind of an asshole so i don't think it's
1: him <laughs> oh totally
0: and i'm sorry but but the relationship between emily blunt and um uh daniel uh kaluuya like It's, it reads as so platonic. I actually really, being serious for a moment, (laughs) moving out of the Uh pit. Yeah. I, I think I really enjoyed their relationship in this movie because it, it, it felt so much like, you know, this sort of like platonic, uh, super respectful of each other as, you know, their, their specialties and their skills and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I don't know. There's, there's just a bunch of points in the movie that jump out at me as like, Um, I enjoyed watching those two uh, interact with each other. And I think they play interesting roles against each other where he steps in at times, you know, and and he's sort of on the outside a little bit. She's really just sort of neck deep in the middle of everything that is happening. And he has a little bit more perspective where he can kind of dip in and, and play that. Like, I don't want to say voice of reason that kind of cuts her character short. That's not exactly what I mean, but you know, like, you're outside of something.
1: So he's a rookie, I think, in the as right. an FBI agent. Um, mm-hmm. His character Reggie Wayne, um, who was also right. a wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. So he had like two <laughs> things going on. But,
0: <laughs> he's got something to fall back on. Yeah, if this, <laughs> if this FBI, FBI career doesn't pan out.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he played with Baden Manning, so that's a good deal. Um, but there yeah, so his, yeah, so he's definitely like, there's the, like, <laughs> there's the inner circle, then there's another circle, and mm-hmm. then there's like, an, you know, so it's, there's all these layers that we have to get through as the audience to find out, you know, what is yeah. going on here, because it, right. immediately it seems like it's not on the up and up, I mean, obviously, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, we're not, right. um, like, for instance, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump to the, the, the scene in the, um, glass walled meeting room, right? Where she doesn't know is she she gonna get raked over the coals for this operation because some idiots like opened a booby trap. You know, I would that's the one thing (laughs) I thought. Yeah, you should probably (laughs) this is like a drug lord's house. Like why open a (laughs) bolted up thing on the floor without a bomb squad and all that? But so she's thinking I, I know she's thinking police officers died and that's her responsibility. So she and they even say like why are we here i don't know and then she looks right. you know she looks into the room and there's like all these guys in suits and then there's this one guy right. on the other side of the table who's like in flip-flops <laughs> and like flip-flops just in a t-shirt and a hawaiian shirt or something but yeah <laughs> right right but yet visually you see those guys in the suits giving him respect and deference so you think like exactly. he's yeah. actually the guy in charge like yeah. Visually we know that immediately. Even though he looks like a goofball, he looks like, you know, like the dude or something. Right. But <laughs> right, right. But so you know like okay, this is somebody who's definitely operating outside the normal <laughs> chain of command mm-hmm. almost. I mean, we're we're, right. we're immediately told that without knowing anything about this guy. Um so that when she goes in there, yeah. I mean he's pretty casual and you know he's you know jokey and um but she she knows almost nothing about what this. Right. <laughs> at that point, what is this mission going to be? They what did they tell her? I, I. Just they they didn't tell her like the first time
0: <laughs> in they didn't tell her anything right they just no. asked her some questions and I think yeah I think this this movie does such a good job of sort of like throwing you as the observer totally off kilter from the beginning right like he is asking sort of like. I don't know, like, oh, he, he's like, are you married, right? And like, yeah. that is such an out of left field. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you asking? Yeah, I was that, like, is know? he hitting
1: on her or like they <laughs> <I was laughs>
0: Right, like- <laughs> right, right. But, and... and- and she, like, so So the note I wrote down about this scene is, like, that would be the most terrifying room to walk into oh ever, gosh. right? Like, all right. of these her bosses and this yep. unknown guy is just sitting there, right, in his fucking flip-flops. <laughs> and then starts asking her these weird, weird off-the-wall right. questions. And, like, as a viewer, right, like, knowing how movies unfold and, you know, kind of anticipating what's going to happen, you kind of get where the question is coming from. But, like, I, she, I think she does a great job of playing that scene where she kind of goes along with it as sort of a professional. I'm not going to lose my cool in this moment, but also like, who the fuck are you? And what are you asking me? You know? Um, Yeah. But it helps throw everybody off kilter. Like, what are we stepping into here?
1: And I have to give, I mean, she shouldn't, I don't know. Did she win any awards for this role? Because the way she played it was just brilliantly. I mean, just this it would be hard to act like this kind of muted trying yeah. to, trying to be in self-control and essentially she keeps on losing and loo- losing a little bit. And this is another right. vi- visual clue that if you watch the movie again with this in mind, you'll notice it because um, like that first interview, she's in the you know where mm-hmm. she meets them. she has this very bright blue shirt on, you know, this kind of nice mm. shirt. As the movie mm. progresses, the shirt becomes, at the end of the movie, it's gray. It's gray. Right? Yeah. So, it gets lighter and lighter and lighter until it's finally gray. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it's her psyche or something that's represented in clothing. I mean, it's, I don't think that's, I don't yeah. think that's a coincidence. You don't just, like, forget, <laughs> you know, like, you're, you're making this very big budget movie and it's like, yeah, let's just... You know, every decision is there for a reason. So she comes in there yeah. full, full of confidence in the sense of what her beliefs mm-hmm. are, um, right. and that becomes challenging. And more, every time she gets a little piece of information, she has to reevaluate mm-hmm. that. Can we talk for
0: a minute about like about her and where her motivation comes from? Right. Because I do yes. have a I yeah. do have a minor quibble here, which is you know watching this movie this time through i you know am firmly in belief that she is the proxy for us and and i have yeah. more to say about this but you know um her it, it, the one thing i don't quite buy is how strongly she objects to everything um from this sort of like you know uh conviction of of doing it right and and i honestly think You could have added, like, a couple of lines of dialogue, like, you know, just super simple little bit about my backstory. Like, I don't know. Like, I had a partner that went down for corruption or some reason for her to be so strongly questioning of everything. I see
1: what you're saying.
0: I don't actually – yeah, I don't actually mind it that much because, again, I think her role is to be us as an audience questioning these things. But I do think it – leaves itself open a little bit there for like, why is she coming so hard at, you know, Josh Brolin at Benicio del Toro um every time there is sort of a um what are we doing here and, and that kind of thing. It, it I think she does it well and it, it doesn't bother me too much, but I do think a little bit of backstory there might have helped.
1: Yeah. No, and that's definitely not on her. That's on on the writing, right. I think, because Yep. One of the questions I had immediately is, um, well, mm-hmm. why take her? I mean, there has to be, mm-hmm. and that that really doesn't get answered, in my opinion, because right. it seems like in some ways she'd be a bad choice because of like, she seems so law and order <laughs> and that she is going right. to, you know, like, I don't know what they know about her. I mean, they review her file and she was, you know, she's mm-hmm. a special agent in probably the Phoenix area on, you know, kidnapping. Yeah, what, I do, think they, it's what do they s- call her? Like- yeah,
0: yeah, they call her like a, a a thumper, right? She's been kicking doors since day one. Yeah, that's what they say.
1: Yeah, so she's she's specifically deals with kidnapping, um, right? Is her yeah her specialty? And you know, exactly like you know, they picked her because they picked her, I guess. You know, and...
0: <laughs> the, at the end, right? We find out they just need her because they need a local person. Like we we like who's the dumbest guy you have on
1: the force? Like let's pick that guy. Yeah, exactly, and. <laughs> <laughs> and there is that other part where it's like, um, we are we, how invested are we in right. her? Because you're right, we don't, we, we don't, <laughs> because we don't, um, know anything about her. I mean, she makes right. very few references at all about relationships yeah. or her past, or yeah, it would have been useful to say, yeah, my. Right. Yes, so there would be some emotional connection. Other than the only thing we get from it is that revenge is her motivation. She wants to avenge mm. all those people who, you know, were stuffed into the walls of that house. That was that was it.
0: <laughs> I I have two comments on that. First is uh, why uh, is this just a new form of insulation? I don't know why they <laughs> put those people in that house. That seemed like <laughs> no. that seemed it's- like a way. Way to set up, you know this these ultra gruesome images that are really effective you yeah. start the movie. But honestly, you've got I mean, it's fucking desert, like dig holes. I don't
1: understand that. Um. <laughs> no, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's really probably labor intensive to do it that way. For one, it is, and it's because you, you have to like get some so contractors bad. in and like seal up the walls and have it all decode, um, so you're not suspicious.
0: That's right.
1: But that's right. Are you going
0: to do an open house, you know, just like, oh, don't mind the smell. Like we had a raccoon. die <laughs> yeah, in car. exactly. Space. The
1: smell like constantly. I mean, even though because they're walled up. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Like, w- one time, like a squirrel died in our attic. And I mean, it was right. horrific. I know. And so this you have like, like 32 human bodies. Yeah, it does seem it does seem like an odd yeah. choice by the cartel to Why keep the bodies around? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. I don't claim to know their logic, but
0: again, it's the desert. Like, I mean, I want to come back (laughs) to the landscape because I think you know the landscape and the environment almost plays a character in this movie. But oh, definitely setting that aside for for a moment, um, I didn't really buy her revenge motive. I, I mean. Obviously, I've never charged into a house full of bodies and mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. been shot and had yeah. some. You know, I mean, I I don't know if you knew this about me, but that isn't my history. Um, <laughs> no, I know very little about you. Uh, actually, that's right. Yeah. So I can't say how I would feel, but it 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 I don't mind it for the movie. It just reads a little thin to like get her so deeply invested so quickly. Right. Um I think this movie does a great job with not trying to over explain, but I do think you could have had just a little bit more sort of foundational kind of reinforcement there for
1: why she is going so hard uh throughout this process. Yeah. I mean that it does tie into the my my and otherwise, I mean, I still as I said, I mean, I think she plays it perfectly, but it the writ the, mm-hmm. the written the both the their motivations for taking specifically her and then Mm -hmm. again what is her what is her in what is her intensity to go through with this is is just based on i don't know maybe again the director doesn't tell us i mean they don't
0: and and and, you know
1: and it could be like
0: she's been doing this job for what they tell us like five or six years right just like kicking down doors and right address so it could just just be like you know this is the i mean josh brolin at one point alludes to this like you know you're not making a difference out there right so i can can see some of that being kind of the some of the motivation um like i said i don't think it would have taken much a couple of lines of backstory maybe i I lost a former partner or or something right maybe Mm -hmm. it could have Helped kind of kind of stick that up. Yeah, that um, would work. I d- just yeah, I did have one note I wrote down about the the very first opening scene. Actually, two notes. Um, one is like when there's so much there's so much there's so many scenes in this movie that are shot from inside the vehicle, right, and it's trained on uh, Emily Blunt. Um, mm-hmm. And you know that opening scene where like the assault vehicle. Whatever it is, oh, is driving yeah. it towards the house. Yeah, I got a quick like Saving Private Ryan vibe from like the opening those amphibious boats that are boarding. It's like oh, you see right. everyone and you see their yeah. face, you know. Uh, and then the other note I wrote down is like, <laughs> this is the the worst uh, no knock search warrant I've ever seen. <laughs> just like <laughs> blasting through the wall, <laughs> <You> just <laughs> like, and then open hey, up the and cops. St- <laughs> <laughs> just start shooting people. Like and
1: then, shit! Yeah, and then say hands up after you just shot him. Um, I'm curious, Glenn. So what? What is the scene like that you're talking about? Yeah, that's that's why you picked this movie, evidently.
0: Uh, I know, and I'm really curious how this is gonna uh, pan out. And honestly, like, I took a very liberal definition of scene uh, because it's really a sequence. Um. But it is the border crossing into Juarez. Um, mm. You know, it's the whole sequence of that, you know, that that train of, of black suburbans. You yeah. start on the U.S. side. It follows them across the border. You know, they pick up the federales on the, in, in Juarez, uh, pick up the prisoner, and come back. And um, I, I, I just, I love that scene and that whole sequence for so many different reasons. <laughs> One is, like, it is just kinetic energy the whole yeah. time. Like, it moves, right? Um, and it builds uh, suspense. I do have a couple of complaints, which I will come back to. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you see that that line of suburbans and they are weaving around traffic yeah they go through, you know, the turnstiles at the border. I just think that's so cool. I think... You know the 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 way that whole scene starts with the helicopters looking down, and um, and again you get a sense for the landscape and the sprawl of Juarez you know, and, and what they're entering into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it does. There are so many little parts of this scene that I think, to me, and this is why I say this is like this is a great example of a modern action movie that tries to get at. You know, uh, more realistic, um, um, a, a better portrayal of, of of these things. And it's just from a filmmaking standpoint, the way that they build tension and then the action when it comes is just a quick release and it's done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so much better than, you know, what you would have seen in, like I said, sort of the 80s and 90s of, like, people diving with <laughs> two pistols in their hand, you know, <laughs> sideways and just, you know, <laughs> shooting people in the head, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and that's, I, I come back and rewatch that sequence a number of, you know, quite a bit more than I more than I want to admit um, but I but I really really like it i I'm so my question to you is when I picked this movie and you know we have not talked about what what the scene is no um, did you have an inkling of of is that gonna be it or did you think maybe something else or not have a scene?
1: yeah, because I could have picked I was thinking of several different scenes um that mm-hmm. that stand out. I mean, to me that's also kind of this. Perfect, <laughs> perfect scene of tension, and um, it does. Mm-hmm. You, you, I. It is addictive in a sense of you know. You can rewatch <laughs> this and not get bored. Like, why is it that they had to go and get that guy specifically and bring him back? Because it seems like what they were going to do is just have. Um, Alejandro was going to torture him and get the, some information about where they could find this guy. Right? He's like, what? Mm-hmm. What, what? What was? Um, what was his role again in the organization? Is it Diaz? He's like the senior he, lieutenant of he was this like, operation? He was
0: like somebody's cousin or brother or oh, something like okay. that. that. This was in that gotcha. initial meeting, right? Where they were like, Do you know who Guillermo is?
1: Right. He's right. like, Who's that? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it, it's one of those parts where as the audience, we're not. They're throwing names and stuff around, and it happens mm-hmm. in like, you know it's not like a pic you know In the movies they usually show here's a picture of da 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 da, da you know and they give you like every right. piece of information <laughs> that you could possibly have yeah about we it. don't we don't have like the cork board
0: with the red yeah. yarn connecting all the different faceless <laughs> You know, <laughs> this is guys in as we're going to get them today
1: <laughs> and you know it was this huge operation where they you know, they had, like, what, like, Texas Rangers and yeah. um, Marshalls or um, mm-hmm. a, Del- a Delta yep, Force Marshalls. team. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And then, obviously, we have the CIA, and then we have the FBI. Yep. And um, and then <laughs> whoever uh, Alejandro was working for as a contract. Right. You know, assassin. Lawyer. He goes where he's Assassin. Safe. Yes. <laughs> lawyer staff. Slash assassin, um, which I we we need to come
0: back to because I have real questions on where he got his training. Yeah, I <laughs> know what, what, what law school that is. is that?
1: Is that Yale? I'm not sure.
0: I <laughs> know. Uh, I probably if you go to law school in Mexico, part of your training is like how to fucking be a badass and kill people. Yeah
1: that that you is true. Need it. Yeah, that is that's <laughs> that is probably true.
0: Yeah i I don't know that it was. They never – I would say they never explicitly connect the dots other than to sort of make some references of like Guillermo Guillermo, uh, confirmed some things or whatnot. So, Mm -hmm. But I also think, again, that our perspective in this, right, as really Emily Blunt as our proxy, is not in on the conversation, right? So I I don't think we know exactly – But I also think that, I don't know, maybe as an audience, we can assume they got some super useful information out of him. I don't know why they needed to go over there and get him back, but
1: (laughs) it was awesome to watch. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, they could have, I'd assume, like I said, either A, they could have just interviewed him there and did whatever they wanted to because it doesn't seem like anyone really cared
0: well maybe i don't know maybe maybe the mexican rules on waterboarding and torture are a little bit more stringent than ours are
1: clearly (laughs) yes they take a higher value and a very severe penalty i guess other point b or letter b point b um why couldn't they just call in something like con air and just airlifted him out of there why did why did they have to do the (laughs) the caravan and convoy of trucks to do it I mean, they certainly had awesome. (laughs) Yeah, the awesomeness of it is the only reason I could. I mean, there again, there might be. It's maybe it's just the logic of the movie. There could have been. There's maybe this is what they have to do. I have no idea. Um, Yeah, yeah. And then certainly their escape plan, right? So Mm -hmm. they they said it. You know, they told us if there's going to be any trouble, it's going to be at right, the crossing. Right. So they already know that. <laughs> um, yeah. And then they're driving along, and then they get stuck in gridlock. Which you know, on yeah. their way on their way in, they they had a path cleared for them to do that, right? Yeah. So they could just drive yeah. right through. Now, I would think they would have done a similar thing to get out of there. Um, or they could have just they, driven on the other side of the road where there are no cars and go against traffic, but it would have yeah, taken away any suspense.
0: <laughs> uh, right. I mean, they kind of explain it away where you get the little radio chatter, like, "Okay, it's a fuck up," you know. Okay, yeah, what happened. A car broke down. But, but I, I was my what I came away from that with is that must have been planned by the cartel right because sure. otherwise what was their plan right like they're just driving through the border at the same time as these yeah. suburban so that's what i assumed happened is that the car accident that creates the traffic backup um was planned by oh, yeah. the De- cartel folks definitely um But it it does. I mean, there's a couple of things like that that are a little bit flimsy. One of the things that I wrote down for those assassins, right, in those two (laughs) shitty little cars is, like, this must have been, like, the shittiest assassination detail ever. Like, what do do you got to do? Well, you got to sit in fucking traffic crossing the Mexican-U.S. border for, like, what, 45 minutes, stop and go? Yeah. Fuck. This sucks. I think they
1: just got, yeah
0: it was probably like you know like so we don't really fire people in this organization but what we do do is send them on crappy missions like
1: this oh no they were just cannon fodder i mean those guys were like com- oh, totally. com- completely disposable in the organization you could i don't know just the way they chose the actors and you right. know it's 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 a it's a it's a tell i mean what the what the cartel thinks of these people Wait
0: when you get tattoos on your face, you've sort of chosen this route in life. But, and, and like (laughs) that one guy, right? That one guy that gets out, right? Yeah. And he's the one that ultimately like is so angry that he raises, he's just cut a pistol and he's facing like four, four Delta Force operators with fucking AR-15s or something like that,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a, but the, but you are. I mean, you're at the edge of your seat, though, because you're waiting. Yeah, for what's going right. to happen, and you know, you realize the right. tension between, like, you know, the the caravan is that there's just they don't know who's the civilians and who's not, right? I mean, they right. every one of these people could be armed for all they know. Their lives are in mm-hmm. danger, and they
0: and they say that in that briefing, right? Anyone not in this room is a potential shooter, right?
1: So you can't. You know, there's no one you can trust, and you don't want to kill, right. you know, you don't want it to come back like, yeah, we just killed this, you know, mom and her, you know, these three <laughs> nuns. and um, Because if right. that's, I mean, that would have been a better disguise, right? If they would have, if they, rather than a face tattoo guy. <laughs> dressed as nuns. Yeah, dressed a full of nuns. <laughs> <laughs> like, why isn't there a bus full of nuns parked up beside him and they just shoot him?
0: you know there's sorry there's a movie called nuns with guns um, there is you might have to how come, that. We, how come yes, I've never there heard there of it
1: until right now <laughs> it i
0: I think I've watched maybe like 20 minutes of it and was like oh right I don't know about this um but yeah anyway yes they could have you know they pull off all their habits and start <laughs> laying down a fire <laughs> yeah you know so uh, I I really do love a lot about this sequence. Um, yeah, <clears throat> some walk, of walk some of the it. things. <laughs> well, some of the things I love about it is it does like. I think this movie does a great job of super minor visual details that yeah. it doesn't explain, but as a viewer, you know, are important. Like every time they start to like roll down the win- windows, right. You know, they don't tell you why they're doing that, right? You just have to figure, okay, well, it's like you can't shoot through a window or it's probably (laughs) not a good idea to or they're bulletproof windows. So, you know, it's like I'm preparing for something, right? I even love after the briefing um, uh, before this scene, you know, Benicio del Toro takes off his jacket and sort of folds it and then rolls it up. It's like, yeah, he's been here before, right? Exactly. It's, It's like if you've ever like done a lot of like traveling for business or something like that, you just get your routine down, mm-hmm. right? Like I get this out and then I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling up to the, 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 the security and I get my shoes off. And you've got that rhythm, right? And he has that rhythm to him, like done this before. This is what I do, you know? Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that in here. That's just very subtle signaling to the audience that like, Hey, these guys know what they're doing. These guys are professionals, but also,
1: This is routine, right? Exactly. This This is is another day at the office for him, in a sense. Like he's exactly
0: everyone outside of uh, Emily Blunt's character. Yeah, this is just going through the motions. This is what we do, and I think that that attitude pervades a lot of this movie, right? Um, And and we are the ones that are entering into this world that we did we. We are aware of it in a very peripheral sense of the war on drugs and all this kind of thing, but we don't know what's what <laughs> What monster has been unleashed, right? And this is like a, a step down into the, holy shit, we're fucking killing people in the streets in, in Juarez, you know, and like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think some of her, the way she, I'm getting off the point of, of the scene, but I think some of the way that she plays this is... Some of that outrage, like, really? This is what we're doing? I didn't realize it would come to this, where we're all sort of complicit in the routineness of it all. Um, anyway. Um, but I'll tell you what bugs me about this scene. Um, <laughs> the uh, Jeffrey Donovan character, the guy with the glasses. Yeah,
1: yeah. The C- uh, another CA guy, I assume. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. I have such a love-hate relationship with him in this movie i I actually i I really like his character and i like the sort of like let like the levity that he brings like yeah josh brolin gets off the plane and he's like how are you he's like well it hurts when i pee you know it's like yeah there's there's a lot of familiarity there too right and it's just sort of a sense of humor but like he is the guy if i was in that car like he's like when there's gunfire he's like You hear that? Those aren't fireworks. And then he gives that like speech about Taft crossing over the border. He's like, Yeah. He felt safe. I'm like, He's the first guy who would be like, Can you just shut up? I just want to focus on the mission. You don't need to like mansplain to me, like, you know, Mexican history and the fact that there are gunshots happening in the background, you know? You know, 1900s, President Taft went to visit President Diaz. Took 4,000 men with him and it almost was called off. Some guy had a pistol. He's gonna walk right up to Taff and just blow his brains out.
1: But it was avoided. 4,000 troops. Think he fell safe? <laughs> At first, it's very, to me, it was very jarring. But then I started mm-hmm. to think about if you're around, for instance, people who work in the ER or surgeons. Mm-hmm. Like, like, surgery to me is, like, getting surgery is a huge deal, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've had surgery before. And, you know, like, the doctors are, like, they're just – and the nurses, they're just chit-chatting about, you know, what they saw on TV and, like, just – it's, mm-hmm. again, it's a day at the office for them, you know? Although they're right. the experts and you want to be in their hands. Like, they don't take mm-hmm. it with a severe gravity, you know? Like, I'm going to cut open this person right. and, like – do something. <laughs> and like when you yeah, you hang around people like that just when they get together socially, the, yeah, they're when they talk shop, it's it's sometimes really um jarring to think like. Right. But that I think that's how they cope with it because it is so Right. Un, it's unusual to do that during your day in a sense. Right. I mean that's not mm-hmm. how my days are. Hopefully. And yeah. I don't I don't do that or for yeah. many reasons, but... Um, <laughs> More paperwork, less bullets. <laughs> yes, <I'm... laughs> and so, I, I think that would probably be, I don't know. I think it's yeah. it could be possible that that, yeah, so that they have these, like, just totally seems like, why is this dialogue here? This seems so superfluous, yeah. but yet it does show us <laughs> as the audience and tell yeah. us that, yeah, these guys are, they. you're right, they've done it before, they this yeah. is the this is the drill, and yeah, we're just gonna do our jobs. He he's probably also just sort of performing a little bit for Kate, right? Like that's a good point. That how, is a that's a you good know point.
0: how often do they get like a a civil not a civilian obviously but like a new person you know a green yeah greenhorn or whatever and he's just like oh, let me impress you with my story about President Taft almost <laughs> I don't I don't know, you know of any other story about women President love that. Taft than yes. <laughs> If you women get wet for Taft. I think that was a bumper sticker.
1: <laughs> oh man. Oh, Not sure we'll keep you, that in. Uh, you got to. President Taft's stories are um... Isn't he the one that died in a bathtub? He had a huge bathtub. That's my Right. He was our he was our fattest president. That's my knowledge of I know and, I... and his... He did a lot of tar- tariffs and things like that.
0: Yeah. I'm sitting here in front of a computer, but I don't have any way to answer that question. So. No, I'm
1: definitely not typing Taft in my bad. browser.
0: I don't want to pollute my search history with Taft queries. I, I'm Googling right now Taft uh, autopsy photos.
1: Don't. Why are you doing that? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally the truth is that story was so important. I totally forgot about it until you just said that. And um yeah, at the time I was just like, yeah, that's weird, but okay. Um yeah. But just the yeah. just the general attitude of like their <laughs> their the way they're kind of expressing themselves compared to just the tension and fear that we see mm-hmm. on Kate's Demeanor, it's it's, right. it's it's very different because she's basically after that happened, just like you know what, what was the hell are we doing? Yeah, what was that?
0: Yeah, her first words after that whole thing is that was fucking illegal, right? Like she comes right at yeah Josh Brolin and like that, you know, we're just spraying bullets everywhere, and like <laughs> she's got a point. But even and I, and I want to come back to this because again, the routineness of it, you, you see it on the faces of the people in the taxi who are looking out the window Mm. of bodies on the highway. Right. And they even are like, this is just routine. This is what happens, you know? Um, And, and I, and I really think this too, like one of the things that I noticed this time through, like I I, I mentioned at the beginning, like this scene is so kinetic. It's always in motion. Um, There are points where, you know, they stop and then they reroute and, when they start, when those vans, uh, those suburban start moving again, it's so fast, right? They just pick up and go, right? But there are a bunch of those moments where they're sitting on Emily Blunt's face. Yeah. And it just reinforces how much of a passenger she is, right? We stop. And then when they start moving again, it's not an exterior shot of the column. It is her being thrust back in her seat again as the van or as the, the, the column keeps moving. Um, and so, I, again, I think it just really
1: sets you as the audience in. You know, we are just along for this ride, and um, and then she's asked to participate in it by some guy tries to shoot her, and she shoots him in the face or right. something, doesn't she? Yeah. So then, right. she, She's mm-hmm. she's now part of this. She's not. She's no right. longer just the passenger in the black suburban. She's yeah. she just killed somebody, right.
0: and and her reaction like. The, as soon as she pulls that trigger she just yells out Fuck! Right? yeah it's, it's this clear. like why what What have I been pulled into and it's like both like fear and adrenaline and anger like yeah what the hell why why has this now happened to me why, why did I just have to do this thing right and um yeah
1: no I, I so that's
0: that's my scene and I, I think like that scene
1: I can't um, underscore the importance of the music, actually, like yes. in the whole movie. But this scene, um, Johan Johansson's um, score to this is is mm-hmm. unusual. I mean, it really is because it's yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 there the whole time. But you're you're not like necessarily overpowered by this memorable tunes, right. but it's it is perfect for the tone of this movie. I mean, it's, it is. And, you know, I had read that, um, Denis, he said mm-hmm. he wanted the music just to, just to, um, give the atmosphere of menace that there's always menace mm-hmm. in the air. Um, he said like, right. like, like you feel when you watch jaws, like he said, like yeah. there's, there's always the potential that something's going to happen. You should always feel mm-hmm. that way. And I think the music does yep. it. I mean, I'm yeah, you can't really hum it hum like, oh, remember that tune? But it's um mm-hmm. it, it does the job, I think, as well as any movie. Yeah. I mean
0: spotter vehicle, left lane, left lane. Spotter vehicle nine o'clock. I'm getting a boner. Is that one of ours? Watch the right, watch the right. No, that's a lone wolf. It was nominated, right? I believe it was nominated yes. for best score.
1: I don't think it won. It did not, and I which, can't can't imagine why, but you're right. I know.
0: Yeah. No, it does it does a really great it's one of those like um, one of the scores that does the the job that it needs to do, right? It is about setting the tone and setting the mood. It's not about like a hook or a, you know, I mean, it's got that sort of like low bend of the note, right?
1: Yeah, that they Um, did. Yeah. They pull, they pull that out. You know, it's like, okay, we're (laughs) right. This is going to be, yeah, something's happening, Um, but but you don't, you don't know what. Um, Mm -hmm. So it, it, it does, you know, play on your, um, the emotions that those, Sounds kind of you know how it makes you feel. So you got the visuals working, you got the music working, you have mm-hmm. excellent actors that just compose one of the most right. exciting scenes in you know recent movie moviedom. I think. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah that
1: that scene alone yeah. should have I think won. I don't know something didn't it? <laughs> it seems I, like
0: I, yeah. <laughs> no, I I totally agree. I mean from from beginning to end, and I think you know. Like we've said, right, the whole scene is it's exciting to watch, but it is also building tension. And some kind sometimes that can be hard to do, right? Because if if you know if you've seen this before, right, and you know yeah. where <clears throat> the climax comes, then <clears throat> you know, and you see this in horror movies a lot, right? Where like the tension building is not much actually happening, right? Correct. And I think, you know, this does such a good job of there is so much happening. And you're building tension, and then the climax comes, and we're done. And yeah, uh, we're pulling back into the <laughs> exactly the station <laughs> at base, and, and and we're moving on with the movie. Yeah, um, and I think it's just, I think
1: it's really, really good. Yeah, without any jump scares or anything, it was uh, effective. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like the cat jumps out no. of a car, and they shoot it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i did think they should shoot that goddamn barking dog though because that was really getting on my nerves like just we got to shut this dog up what are the rules of engagement yeah kill yes. the dog Rule. <laughs> the rules of engagement like, they're like we can't you know we must be engaged to engage like well that dog's barking at me does that yeah. count yeah yeah, that counts
1: yeah it it's like it's thematically it's with the movie it's kind of a gray area i mean who knows maybe under circumstances it's okay and hey it's man, just-
0: this whole thing—it's just—it's a machine. It's got its own momentum. You can't stop it. You, you just like got to go along for yeah. the ride. Sometimes a dog gets lost in the fray. Yeah. It's a minor, uh, a minor cost of the the war on immigration and drugs, <laughs> which we are clearly winning. <laughs>
1: I'm curious, Glenn, about um, the role. What do you think the role of Silvio was in the movie? He's the um, the Mexican yeah. police officer, and mm-hmm. we're shown like domestic scenes from him almost exclusively. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we see the inside right. of his bedroom and his where he eats and his son plays soccer. We kind of know yep. we know some things about him, and you know they show that very early in the movie, um, and then right. we fi- we find out he's a drug mule. Um, but mm-hmm. there's like, I have obviously a lot of questions about just, again, his motivations, because um, it doesn't look like he's really rich. I mean, from from no. what we've seen about his life, it doesn't look like he's making lots of money. We also don't know if this is something that he does consistently, right. or is this is his first time doing this, it was a, hor- you know, it went yeah. wrong. Um, so what do you think, <laughs> I mean, because we have the only other kind of corrupt figure we see on the other side is that is it Ted, the um uh you know the guy at the bar that hooks up with Kate oh, who happens to be Yeah. coincidentally a friend of Reggie's that he didn't know was a corrupt uh, cop. Yeah. so but I, back to Silvio. Yeah. Uh, yeah we definitely have to come back to the Ted character because I uh, this was
0: a little bit flimsy for me. But um the Silvio character Uh, I got real, like, traffic vibes. You remember the movie Traffic? Steven Sutherland a few years ago. Um, First seeing him appear on screen as sort of a, we're going to kind of show you a bunch of different angles of Mm -hmm. what the effects of this are. Right. Um, I actually really liked his presence in the movie. The way that I read him, and I think it's sort of, you know, communicated subtly in a couple of ways that, you know, I don't think this is his first time. I think this is something he's done plenty of times. I think that he does this. My assumptions about his character are that, yeah, this is an extra way to make money on the side. And again, like so much of the rest of this movie, it just feels routine.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: you know, probably many, many, many other folks on the force do the same thing that he does, you know, just, couple of nights a week or maybe a couple of nights a month yeah just you know run some drugs around you know that kind of thing and i i liked his character as a you know it it humanizes him right it shows him as a you know he's got some flaws right he like you know pours a little bit of booze into his coffee in the morning for breakfast yep (laughs) yeah yeah and you get like you you get the relationship that he has with his wife where she kind of like sees it and looks at it disapprovingly but then he kind of gives the little wink to his son he feels like a guy you know he's his son comes in and is like you know papa you got to take me to my soccer max uh, soc- soccer match and he's probably hung over or has been working late or something yeah. you know and you right. get that little sort of father son back and forth like don't bother me i'm sleeping but he he does get up and take him right so i don't know i i i enjoyed that character's uh uh, role in the movie and i did feel like it was a way to kind of humanize the other side of you know what this looks like and i and i see him as kind of a regular guy yeah as a part of this larger system you know um and it's a—it's funny. It's a little bit counter to like Kate's, pers- you know, Kate's character, who is so law and order by the book. And Silvio just feels like a guy who's like, this is just how you do it over here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it makes it—it it adds, you know, some tragedy when <laughs> Benicio del Toro just fucking kills him.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: like, you know. I mean, that's. It's sad because you know he's got a family and you you know he's he's got because, a kid and I don't think he's a
1: bad guy you know yeah because that's how the movie um, ends of course with seeing yeah his his family you know at at the soccer game and dad's not there mm-hmm. I mean it's right it, it, right it does um you know it, mm-hmm. it it's it's a in a sense a perfect w- way to end this kind of movie I think um, so
0: I, yeah. I think, you know, I feel like there's an overarching sort of just theme of bleakness about, this is just what, what we've constructed as a, a system or or whatnot. And I think he is a part of it. You know, he's just a cog and that cog got stepped on by a different cog doing a different purpose, you know? So, yeah, I liked him.
1: I was reading that. um, I forget who it was. i I apologize for not giving credit to this quote but it's not mine that this this reviewer thought that he was like one of the most important characters in the movie uh, which I thought was interesting because mm-hmm. I I had never considered that before He doesn't have a whole lot of lines his screen time is you know pretty minimal mm-hmm. um yeah. you know I was, I was trying to think like you know like yeah I took I took the the idea that okay this is to show you know yeah just regular people who <laughs> get mm-hmm. for whatever reason get mixed up in this and again it's you know yeah um probably probably just normal people
0: well so this is a good segue back to then to the John Bernthal character Ted right yeah good old cuz he's almost like the same on the other side but <laughs> a little bit more extreme um <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> like, we don't know that he's a good guy. In fact, no, he's a kind of a raging asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, to the point of like, you know, the point maybe that the movie is making is like, you know, Americans have corrupt cops too. And, and this is one of them. Right. Yeah. Um, and has also decided, you know, I'm going to make a little extra money on the side, you know, informing or apparently trying to murder other officers i didn't i i thought i thought his performance was great i really loved the way that he played this the 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 moment where he he is a good actor and, and i thought the moment when he is like strangling kate right like it's escalated to this point i see a lot in his face of like I don't want to be doing this, and I can't believe this is what it's come to. Oh, know, right. Thing. Yeah. You know, and he expresses that later when he's being held in the back of the car. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Josh Brolin is like, yeah, negotiate for your life. Like, I'll put your ex-wife's address on the internet. Like, Jesus Christ, that
1: is some Oh, I, shit, oh, I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but what... I- this felt awfully convenient to me that he was sort of this corrupt <laughs> cop also willing to kill Kate, also friends with her partner, yeah, also that, happened to be
1: in the random bar that they bar went that, to. Because at first I thought Reggie <laughs> set her up, actually. Oh, I, thought, really? I, I, But I don't think that's what it was. It was just one of those yeah. weird coincidences. But I thought yeah. it was all a setup that Reggie then was working he he knew more than he let on. He was playing naive and uh-huh. the, stupid, and, and just kind of yeah. push it, pushing the envelope sometimes. Um, and then uh-huh. she set those two up so that could happen, um, which right. wouldn't make sense, but <laughs> I didn't, but um, yeah, that was that was just in that um, Alejandro, you know, conveniently yeah. showed up just at the right time, um,
0: right. I do want to come back to the relationship between Alejandro and, and Kate. Right? Yeah. Um, Cause I think that's another interesting one to explore, but yeah, I, I, again, I, I thought, you know, John Bernthal did a, a great job. I didn't quite buy the, the, the incredible coincidences that had to <laughs> sort of stack up to make that
1: scene <laughs> to, to, work. Right.
0: And, you know, and just even, culminating right in alejandro being there right and yeah. to, like step in well because
1: um yeah because kate said to um uh matt's character it's didn't she say like you set me up or something i mean what did like they're in the kitchen and they're having conversation and i thought i could be wrong i don't know I, oh I, I think she said something like he used me as bait that's
0: it that but how indicated that, like, did yeah. they tell what did what they tell they? Reg like what bar to take her to? Yeah, exactly. I that's what I was so. thinking. Like yeah.
1: that I, they would just uh, know oh. that some <laughs> they knew well, that's that a random corrupt cop would hit on her that night and <laughs> want to sleep with her. Yeah. That was their plan. Right. And they executed oh, yeah. it perfectly. At-
0: Add that to the list of coincidences. <laughs> she just happens to want to fuck John Barnes. Like, you know, <laughs> we exactly. planned this to a T. Yeah. You're going to take her to the right bar. She's gonna, Your friend's going to be there. She's going to be sexually attracted to him. Yep. You're going to go back to her apartment. And I have to call this out. He's just going to leave one of those bracelets In sitting his, out on yeah. the coffee table. He just- <laughs> I didn't buy that at all. Oh, like and the connection she makes between like yeah. oh I saw a similar rubber band around right. me earlier
1: today no it was, <laughs> that didn't work for me that is that is good detective work um although here's right. the thing though that I did actually I thought was really effective and smart in that scene and this happens mm. a lot I think in movies today where mm-hmm. the the. The actress is kind of a Mary Sue. She's just like given unusual strength and powers, you know. Hmm. Um mm-hmm. John is is a is a bigger guy, I mean, than she is. Yeah. You know, and right. you, you know, he's yeah, just a cop and she's an FBI agent. But, you know, mm-hmm. the fight I think would be kind of like a fight between two similarly trained and matched people. Like yeah. she had to pull right. her gun. She knew she had to get her gun. Yep. And so mm-hmm. she kind of pushes them away, and like they struggle. Um, right, and you know, I, I I like the fact that she didn't like pull out some like martial arts move and just like knock them down, and like you know, no. like did it didn't play out like Charlie's Angels. It was it was like a dangerous scene, and you felt her life was it, legitimately in danger.
0: A- absolutely, I mean, as 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 trained as she is, right? Yeah. As, as, as so many different situations that she has been in. And you know that, like, she knows how to handle herself. That push that she gives where she just, yeah. like, does that sort of, like, double-handed to the, yep. you know, to John Bernthal's, uh chest to push him off. Um, that's like, okay, well, you have learned that you know how to handle yourself. And <laughs> and we are still at, you know, you are a, you know, you're a, you know, 110-pound woman. And, yeah. As a, you know, 180, 200-pound man. And, like, you just... And 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 I I felt that I felt that vulnerability from her in a bunch of scenes in this movie. Later, when you know Josh Brolin is basically holding her down and yeah. pushing her face almost into the dirt, right? In a very similar scene, for, in some ways, like it is where I, she's I, being I think overpowered, for, you know, right? I, I want to come back to like so there's some other questions here that and some reviews that I've read about like oh you know gender and you know is she just a damsel in distress but no. she clear uh, like she doesn't read that way at all to me like she no. is clearly you know uh, in control of you know I don't know she she just knows what she's doing right and um, and yet right we still find ourselves in these powerless situations with her. Right. Um, and yeah, that one is definitely one of them. I think it's a really affecting scene. Um, and, and, and played really well. And again, I think, and I think John does a great job of like, I'm doing this to you and I don't like it as opposed to like Josh Brolin later. Who's just like, yeah, (laughs) get the fuck down on the ground. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to make you, I'm going to make you know how powerless you are. Right?
1: Is, yeah, no. Sort of
0: his <laughs> message.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or she just, <laughs> they all, all hell breaks loose after that. And she like, yeah, comes right. out, smacks him. And then like, they're like, okay, this is on. <laughs> you want, you want to do it this way. Um, right, right. And it, it would, yeah. So, and again, it's a, um it, it, it makes her character feel not um cartoonish, but like a person. Like right. this is like someone mm-hmm. who is obviously competent and smart and good at her job, but yet not a flawless. And she's not, you know, she, she struggles like a person obviously would. I
0: I think, I mean, I think, I think her character is struggling against reality. Hmm. She is struggling against this, this system that is a runaway freight train. (laughs) You know, everyone else caught up in it. You know, Emily Blunt and Daniel uh, Kaluuya are the only passengers, the only bystanders, right? Right. Everyone else, this is just what's happening. This is routine. This is what we do. Um, she struggles against, you know, the being overpowered physically, right, by John Bernthal and Josh and, and Josh Brolin, right? Um, there is like this continual desire to push back and fight back. And even mm-hmm. her words, right? Like coming up against, you know, Josh Brolin's character, he fucking gaslights the shit out of her. He just brushes her off in every scene. Like, <laughs> right. You know, th- this is just what's happening. You know, Kate, don't, why are you blowing this up out of proportion? Yeah. You know, just yeah. learn, like be here. Like his attitude <laughs> to, to toward her is just so like, just brush it off and move on. Cause to him, she doesn't matter she is exactly a checkbox on a piece of paperwork right yeah um and he gives her exactly that amount of attention right um and that's how i think we're made to feel in this movie is like this is just it's a fucking runaway freight train and we are just along for the ride and wow i didn't realize this freight train was so far off the rails but it is and we're all realizing that together as we watch this movie
1: So, do we think then that um, you know Matt and Alejandro and all those guys are they sane? You know what I mean? Like they've created they they live in this world that to us seems insane, right? But have they adjusted it to so much that they don't even question? Like to them, of course, it seems all very logical. Like this is what we have to do because he says like unless thirty five percent of Americans quit using drugs or whatever. This right. is the kind of the best solution that we have. But I guess we're asked to question that. Like, well, is it? I mean, this is a solution. Um, I don't know if it is or not. I, I I
0: think yeah, I think that's exactly what their perspective is, which is you know, in my role, right, as either a part of the CIA or, you know, FBI or whatnot, like these are the knobs I can turn, right? I can't change the usage of drugs. I can't decriminalize uh, drug right. usage, right? Like the only I only have these tools at my disposal, and yet I have been tasked with solving this, right? You know, and it's a little bit how I feel about, <clears throat> um, you know, thinking about sort of like, uh, you know, generals in the military versus sort of civilian leadership, mm, right? Mm-hmm. There's always that contention there, right? Between, you know give us the tools we need to win the war right and and to them that tools is like superior firepower and like dropping every bomb we have all over the place and we will technically by the letter of the law win the war right uh, you know and then you know the rest of the folks in the room are kind of like yeah but do we want to win it that way um and to me all of this system that we're sort of witnessing in this movie and these characters are we're winning it the way that we know how to win it but nobody in that room or nobody from that side is stepping back and saying is this the only way to win it is it worth winning can it be won or are we just like throwing money and, and, and munitions and, and armor and stuff at
1: you know our own little sort of private conflicts yeah because the entire movie I mean <laughs> it it's bleak I mean it is a bleak right. F- Film in the sense that at the end, does anyone technically win? Like when um, when Alejandro, you know, he's we see him and he's you know killed the entire family of um, <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: fucking brutal,
1: yeah, you oh, know, which is such shocking a brutal scene and yeah, just. Yeah, this powerful part. And then the next time we Mm -hmm. see him, he's just, you know, he's back in the apartment or hotel room of Kate sitting in the dark Mm -hmm. saying, you know, Mm -hmm. he kind of gives a little backstory like you remind me of my daughter. And then now you got to sign this piece of paper (laughs) and then he he pulls a gun on her. (laughs)
0: Exactly. He said, like, in, in the 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 span of about 30 seconds, it's like, you remind me of someone very special to me. You know, yeah. I lost my daughter, what have you. And then it's like, also sign this paper that yeah. says we did it by the book. Yeah. And then, you know, it takes her two times of saying, <laughs> I can't sign this. And this gun appears under her chin. And, and by the way, I mean, he literally says you would be committing suicide. And he means that because... You know, he's holding the gun in a in a at an angle in a way that if she were she, to hold that gun and shoot herself, that's how she would hold it. Yeah, I thought of that as well. Joking yeah. he's not fucking around in that like that and you believe that he will daughter or not, <laughs> he's gonna do it. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, I mean he already shot her once. Yeah. <laughs> that's true
0: (laughs) Uh, that uh yeah that scene surprised me i actually i really loved that scene because i yeah he's just like don't ever point a gun at me again i just shot you twice and you're your bulletproof vest but you know he knows what he's doing right he's yeah exactly he's also saying like don't fuck with me here i'm i'm on a i'm on a mission you know
1: because because the movie actually that's that's a curious thing about this movie because the third act does switch mm-hmm. the pov now we're picking yeah. up the it, story yep. of his of his mission the thing that exactly. the whole he was supposed to do um mm-hmm. you know after he gets out of that tunnel it's we got his story as he goes right. through you know <laughs> step yep. by step and just eliminates people along the way <laughs> anyone yeah. who has Again. witnessed any of this
0: calling back to his uh you know law school degree of <laughs> <laughs> L- le- lo- laws and assassination techniques. <laughs> yes,
1: cuz the movie's yeah. named after him essentially. I mean, that's what it is. It's it's like assassin right. and that's him. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. you can ask well, may, is it's not really his story, but he is at least for his motivation I get it. Like he saw right. his family you know just brutally murdered and it's this but then at the end Again, like I go back to the fact, like okay, he got his redemption essentially, but it it's not mm-hmm. real redemption. It didn't change him. Right. Nothing changed. No. Right. I,
0: absolutely. I think that is such a powerful part of the message of this movie, which yeah. is like we have just witnessed mayhem. Right. We have <laughs> met. We have witnessed. Yeah. Right. You know all of this stuff and you know people getting killed and 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 delta force i want to come back to the tunnel scene but Mm -hmm. like doing all this stuff right And and a major drug you know kingpin or cartel leader or whatnot you know being assassinated and yeah nothing is different you know uh, Kate's still in the same place she has. She just probably has PTSD now to deal yeah. with on top of everything else. Oh yeah, you sure know Josh Brolin is just going to go on to the next, to mission. the next thing, right? Yeah, and and yeah, I, I don't know what Benicio del Toro is going to do. it's like, does he become the? No, he. I don't know what he does. Right? He's just going to find. Well, oh. you, fi- you find you <laughs> find out in the next movie. I know. I, I, didn't like, I didn't like the next movie. <laughs> I didn't like it.
1: Ah. It, well, it wasn't handled by many of the same people is one of the things, but. I know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's, no, but I think that's part of the bleakness, right? There's no real, there's no real arc. And that, again, I go back to, like, we're just on this ride and, like, yep. we're not driving the car, you know, and it's <laughs> not going to end anywhere better than where we started. It's just going to be different.
1: Yeah. So. And i I think he just throws it. Yeah, uh, Denis throws it back to us, and and right, kind of says, yeah. "What What do you think? You know, here's yeah, here's he is here a Canadian. Is, yeah,
0: <laughs> he is a Canadian director, so he's sort of like America. What do you think about this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of your fault here. <laughs>
1: what a jerk! <laughs> How dare he comments on our very complicated yeah. relations with Mexico. <laughs> um but the but you had mentioned earlier about um like there's these there's these you know they're like they're in their airplane and they're and they're showing the landscape mm-hmm. beneath them mm-hmm. and what I yeah. what besides being visually appealing as a scene yeah. um it also tells the story of like okay, the really only difference between these two lands is this very thin fence. Oh. You know? Exactly. There's... Yep. It's the same landscape. You're on one side of the border. It's this and the other. But is it, you know, that different? I mean... I know. It's just this total arbitrary border between these two places mm-hmm. um, who are otherwise and, the same.
0: Yeah. And the scale of the fence compared to the scale of the <laughs> landscape shows you yeah. just how arbitrary yeah, that is,
1: Exactly. is. Right? You're just... I think yeah. you have to think of it as like yeah like you're just led to look at it as like this one big playing field right. with this imaginary mm-hmm. border between it I mean that's <laughs> yeah that's that's how I felt when I saw it I totally agree and that's why
0: I think the the landscape is almost a character in this movie and in, an, in for, its for own sure. right I mean they're There are so many shots where you see, like, the immenseness of the desert or the insignificance of the fence or (laughs) the, you know, the size of Juarez, right? Like, there's some really great shots, which is just like, this is just a gigantic, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) set of dwellings all together, you know, and it's huge, right? And, you know, you, you... contrast that with like they've got uh, shots on the american side too where you see like these very divided up and you know equally partitioned sort of you know subdivisions of like you know suburban life in america and then the camera pans up and it's just like desert beyond you know it's like yeah we've constructed this artificial boundary around like well we live here but you know other people live over there you know um and yeah no i i, I think it was shot really well and it it sent it, it definitely communicated i think what they were trying to communicate with it
1: and actually there's um i have a th- after i saw the movie this this is like recently i saw a. it was a documentary it was about um mexican food basically and <laughs> it was uh-huh. and and the, the relate like historically speaking the relationship between el paso and juarez was incredibly close. People went back and mm-hmm. forth all the time. Yeah. You know, and they mm-hmm. kind of maybe worked in one place and lived in the other and vice versa. It was almost like there was right. no border mm-hmm. and then things politically and different things changed it where they once had this kind of sense of one community that was then and they talk about this in the documentary. They don't reference this movie yeah. at all, of course. It was just it's just <laughs> it's just about food and the dimension of the burrito, right. I believe. <laughs> Um, what's the I, best? What's the best burrito to eat while watching Sicario? Yeah, because I think honestly, <laughs> um, well, let me think. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm really starting to think about it. Anyway, oh. uh, but uh, yeah, I think the the, the burrito is actually invented there. That's their gift to the world. Really? The, yeah, they. I I think that's a real thing. Um because it wasn't like this was I a mean, mockumentary. It was it was it was a food documentary. Um but that anyway, makes but it, but it, but it else worth it. But it, anyway, it like the food itself underscored the fact that it's like ingredients traded to make this, you know, they each added a little bit to make this great thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know yeah. in this movie, like so much of that has been taken away from these people whose lives were yeah. probably pretty good i mean not good but they were normal and they they just lived it out and then this other entity was introduced and and it was just you know they're building these walls and these borders and all this other stuff that was not natural to them you know what i mean it was forced upon them no
0: my my wife has a a a bunch of folks that she works with in el paso and oh okay she's had similar things to say you know which is just like yeah we Don't really go there now, but used to, you know, it was like, like you said, kind of this combined community. I think it's like the disheartening reality of just the arbitrary ways in which we, you know, kind of try and draw these boundaries for guided or misguided, still political reasons, right? Somebody's just going to decide that this is important now and I won an election. Therefore this community this trade back and forth all of this stuff is now disrupted and 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 is no longer viable and in fact the attempt to preserve any of that becomes you know criminalized and vilified yeah yeah anyway well this is is depressing thanks a lot for that (laughs) I really wanted to be about the burrito, and then I got sidetracked. That'll be another podcast. We can start the burrito podcast, where honestly, it's just a, it's like an ASMR podcast, where we just eat burritos really close to the microphone. I just that I just really system. like
1: burritos, and I wanted to work it in here. Um. It worked. <laughs> so after she has been, you know. Coerced into signing the document saying it was all nice and mm-hmm. legal um, <laughs> she she steps on the balcony and she mm-hmm. points her her pistol at Alejandro and mm. you know his advice to her was like you know this isn't this isn't for you um, mm-hmm. you know this what he said this is a land of, of, of wolves and you're and you're not, you're not mm-hmm. a wolf go go find a nice community where they actually respect the laws. She moved to a small town. Where the rule of law still exists. You will not survive here. You're not a wolf. And this is the land of wolves now. And then she comes out, and you know, I don't at the time I didn't know. Is she gonna is she gonna pull the trigger or not? What what mm-hmm. and she didn't, but why didn't she? was it because she is still that good law abiding person or is that she realizes this is just part of, this is just how it plays out. You know, this is what that's, they do and this is not what I do.
0: That's how I read it. I honestly, like I felt like, God, this is getting bleaker and bleaker than what we <laughs> talk about it. But like, <laughs> I, I felt like maybe the, <laughs> the, the pitch the pitch for this movie was all right you guys know Emily blunt uh huh she's a good actress right uh huh you like her watch, watching her in movies uh huh let's make a movie that just beats the shit out of her into just ultimate like uh there's nothing like so, like i did read it as like at this point she's just been kicked down and yeah. kicked down
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> down
0: and everything that she thought was like true or important, like she's just seen behind the curtain, right? Like, no, nah, nobody gives a shit. Uh, my all of my sort of like grandstanding or pushing back or moral justification, like it's falling on deaf ears. And at this point, what's the point? Like, I, I yeah. So that that's kind of how I read that, and I just felt like it she cared but does she care enough to like and that's just gonna bring a whole bunch of shit down on her right so yeah like i felt it was sort of a
1: giving up and again it'd be consistent with the mood of the movie it's like well what good would it do okay i kill him <laughs> right um they yeah. somebody else you know it's not and there's
0: another one
1: it may be better for her to yeah she's not this is not her world um
0: no, and I and I think, you know, saving herself from it is probably the best thing she can do. It's depressing as hell, but like and, yeah. and as a right, and as a moviegoer, like you want some like um you know, some some closure at the end, right? Some Perspect- catharsis or some like vindication. Yeah. But this movie does not give
1: it to you at all. <laughs> no, it was um it I think it would have the actor originally chosen for the Alejandro role, I think would have made a difference when they... Jack Black was actually originally cast, and then he came out, <laughs> Which I think would have added a different dynamic that the movie... I don't know if it's missing, but it would have taken it a different direction, right?
0: Uh, that's interesting. I read that it was Billy Crystal. I read a different story.
1: <laughs> you chose my favorite actor. <laughs> how, how, how dare you?
0: <laughs> oh,
1: oh, the name... <laughs> I was trying to come up with
0: the name Martin Short. I couldn't get there in time. That's what I was trying to come up with okay, Martin Short as the assassin in this.
1: No, that was The yeah. Three Amigos, which is a fine movie in its own right. But Yeah, that'll come up on our list under perfect movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, actually, that's segue because in some ways... It is a perfect movie to me. You how how yeah. this there's very there's like we could nitpick this movie, but there's very few yeah. significant flaws to it in any way. But yet at the I end know. of the at the end of the movie, you know, is it's super exciting, intense, but it also leaves you feeling yeah. like wow, that was that is that actually made me think. You know what I mean? And when a movie right. does that, right. it's I can't complain because. I mean, every movie makes you think in the sense, like, I think that sucked, but other movies actually don't, you don't rest well at night.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, I mean, let's come back to that then, because, right, the, the idea is, you know, this one scene saves the movie and i admit up front like it, this submission on my side is like really just a an excuse to talk about i do think that <laughs> sequence to me stands out as something that i love to see and, and return to um but it is certainly not redemptive for the movie overall so i will be the first to concede that it doesn't quite meet the criteria the thesis statement <laughs> that is laid out by this particular theme
1: right um what do you think but it 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 does, in my opinion, is a, a It's almost like a good synopsis of the entire movie that one scene. Mm. I mean, it, you mm. could. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that that in itself is. You could take that out of this movie and make it a short film, and it would be still brilliant. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it would win awards yeah. as like short. Yeah, and I don't know how long the scene is. Fifteen minutes total. I don't know it's if you where, where you'd want to count it yep. and where you'd want to take it out, but yeah um no, it's amazing and it does yeah. it it does kind of it it introduces an idea that carries you through the entire film mm-hmm. um, yeah, I agree because so the, the rest I of it just s- builds on that theme.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I feel like a lot of what we've talked about, about like us being the passenger, right? Like it really does start there. I mean, I yep. would say it starts a little bit early, earlier with that briefing, right? Where yeah. they yeah. enter the briefing and the briefing is already underway, which again, <laughs> right. us right. us you know, as the audience and the viewer and, and nobody else cares, right? Cause they're already, well, we know what we're doing with the, we've done this a thousand times right now we're in the cars and we're zooming along and, and, and it's, it's totally from Emily Blunt's perspective and, um, yay us. We get to (laughs) take that ride along with her. So like, I really love some of the writing in this. Um, one of my favorite lines in this movie is, you know, in, when they when emily blunt first meets benicio del toro they're getting on that plane yeah. uh-huh. and she asks you know w- what's it like over there or something like that or you know what mm-hmm. what's about the cartels his response is so great he says you know you're asking me how a watch works which is such an efficient <laughs> way to say huh. there is no way that i can sum all of the complexity up for this you know a, a for you in, even if we talked this entire plane yeah. ride, there's just no way to do it.
1: I, I really love that line. Yeah, I, exactly. I didn't take it as like, he's dismissing her. He's just like, no, like who, who can possibly wrap their heads around this? You know, I, I don't think it, he was exactly. trying, to bol- trying to say you're, I don't think he's trying to say, yeah, you're just too stupid to do this. I think it's like, yeah, I can't, where to, where to begin?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I didn't read that. Read it that way at all. In fact, I think uh, Benicio del Toro's character is the only one who gives any real respect to Kate. And I and I know we get the sort of reveal later about the whole "you remind me of my daughter" thing, but I don't think you need that. Like, I, I didn't read any of his activity or any of his actions toward her up until that point as anything more than just like you're the new person coming along, and no one else is really looking out for you. So I'm just going to like tell you some things, right? And, yeah. When, you know, when um, uh, when they're in the middle of that sort of, you know, border crossing scene um, and at some point like somebody starts to pull out a gun or or whatnot, Mm -hmm. he tells her to get out her surface weapon before he tells anyone on the radio (laughs) what's going on. So like he does, I feel, respect her. At least as a person, right, with some common decency. So yeah. no, I totally agree. That's that's not a dismissive statement. I think it's a really compact and efficient way to communicate the complexity of the question that she's asking.
1: I mean, I've seen him in a lot of movies. I I mm-hmm. I love him as an actor. But I, this this might yeah. be my favorite role that he's mm. he's done, and he's done a lot mm-hmm. of great movies. Um, yeah. But his um because I in some ways he he's a far more compelling character to me. I mean he's he's yeah. um I don't know, he's kinda of badass for one. <laughs> you know, um, he, he is but, and
0: he might be the only one with a motive we understand.
1: That maybe that's it too. It's you know yeah. um because that like like that torture scene even though we oh, don't yeah. actually, what do we see? Almost nothing, right? But we you're see a like, drain. <laughs> that, like that is so freaking like, um, yeah, menacing. I mean, it was like your imagination does much crazier things than yeah the director could show. Even it was, it was yep. like like oh some some awful. It's so awful. I'm not going to show it. It's it's like what's right. going to happen here is. Is inhuman, and um, you you know you know he's capable of it. I mean, he just kind of like casually walks in there with a jug of water and rolls up his sleeves, and like, and then he stands like stands over him. It's like (laughs) that creep. I was
0: just gonna say that he stands so (laughs) close, right? And it's just at waist level. It it is such it it communicates so much because it would otherwise be such a vulnerable way to stand, but he is just like nope. I'm just putting my crotch in your face because I know there's nothing you can do about you it. You can
1: do about this. And I, I am yeah. just like the the man you must most fear in the world ever is I'm yeah. standing right yeah. here in front of you.
0: Um, oh, and you see the Guillermo's, you know, expression totally change when he walks in the room. Yep. Know? Oh,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because
0: I thought it was interesting that uh, Josh Brolin's character is whistling "Hail to the Chief." I got as that this too. Scene yep. starts. Yeah, and I really did wonder if that wasn't sort of a little sideways commentary on, you know, American use of torture. Um, maybe more so in the Middle East than here, but who knows, right? Like we don't know. Like, all well, he's these a black, yeah. I mean, so. he's
1: a CIA guy, so who knows? Yeah, right. what you know. Um. <laughs> knows what they're like um they're usually the bad right. guys in these kind of movies anyway um yeah but um yeah i think it just it, it also just displays something about his character it's you know he's very right. kind of not nonchalant about it but certainly like nope it's routine yeah it's yeah exactly what we gonna do Yep. It just reinforces something about his character just by whistling that right. you, you you learn right. more about him. Um Right Yeah. It's the economy of, of dialogue and mm-hmm. all sorts of things that make this movie a very it it moves the paces very well. It moves it yep. it's there's not a point where I thought I'm just not interested in this part. I want to know what's gonna happen next. Um
0: Right So, Chris, I have a would-you-rather question for you. Okay. Um, I'll give you the upside of this first. Uh, The upside (laughs) is you get to to meet Benicio Del Toro, and you get to spend some time with him. That'd be Um, lovely. And, you know, you mentioned, right, that you think this may be one of his best roles. You get to meet him in this role. Um, my <laughs> my question to you is that's the upside. Would you rather be waterboarded by Benicio del Toro or have him do that, sticking his finger right in your ear <laughs> that he does to John Berthold?
1: Oh gosh! Oh. <laughs> So I
0: want to know what's your choice and, and why you chose it.
1: <laughs> Since this is something I think I about all the time. It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of, of which way I would like information extracted from me if I was in a similar situation. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that water boarding scene is so horrific. I just, yeah, no way. I, I, I would, <laughs> I guess she was the finger so, in the ear. <laughs> Although I'm going that would for the awful. It's like uh I don't know. That's <laughs> You're going for the world's biggest,
0: fattest Q tip then. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably over quicker, so yeah, I get that.
1: Yeah. No, Maybe. I've I I have um <laughs> Yeah, that's that was a nice question. Thank you. <laughs> I had a good time coming up with that one. <laughs> I, have some, I have some ammunition then to, like, get back at you uh-huh. with something. I That's know, good. I know. All right. We'll raise the stakes <laughs> right. every time. So, Glenn, uh, the yeah. next movie um, will be, well, the theme is uh-huh. Best... Movie that deals with time travel, and I think Ooh, you pro- I, I think love you it. I, th- I think you probably know where I'm going with this one. It's going to be I the don't. Cl- oh, it's going to be the classic Booty Call that which is the movie that first came to mind. What? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> what? <laughs> it's it's pr- it's Primer. The movie is Primer. Yes, a, a excellent. Mov- a movie that um, I. I- <sighs> I don't know how many times I've seen it. And I don't know if I could do an adequate job right now, even describing it after it's, it, I, it goes in many ways.
0: That's awesome. I wondered when we'd talk about this movie. Cause I, yeah, I,
1: I, I, I couldn't wait. actually.
0: I had the same. <laughs> yeah. I had the same thought of like, we need to make a time travel category just to talk about this movie. Um, yeah. And, and I, I once saw like somebody made like a times, a timeline diagram showing oh, when wow. they jumped around. Yeah, you And I still that couldn't me. follow it. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. It didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a great movie. Yeah, I look I look, I look, look to forward to this
1: because that's and I'm gonna come up with a good would you rather? <sighs> uh-huh. Oh no. I don't even <laughs> want to start to think
0: about the uh, the <laughs> The permutations that that are going to come off of this, would you rather? <laughs> it's all going to span we're, into. Yeah, you. we're going to just Hurtle- <laughs> hurtling, off into space time, and oh boy, oh yeah. man! All right, I'm going to have to like eat a good meal, maybe take a walk before this next one. Make sure I'm hydrated, so my uh, <laughs> my brain is functioning adequately. Yeah, take uh, a, no, that sounds great. I love take it. a siesta. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, this has been so much fun as always. Agreed. um, This was this is a great movie to talk about. I can't wait to talk about the next one. Yes.
1: Um, Thank thank you, Glenn, for choosing this excellent movie.
0: My pleasure. And um, yeah, go uh, go get that ear cleaned out with the biggest fattest Q tip ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. See you next time. (laughs) All right. Yep, next time.